The Indian River School District has some of the most gifted school counselors in the state of Delaware. This is not an opinion, but a fact. For proof, one needs to look no further than the list of finalists for last year's Delaware School Counselor of the Year Award. Two of the three finalists, Leslie Hazard of East Millsboro Elementary School and Stephanie Wilkinson of Indian River High School, were from the Indian River School District. And in May, Leslie was announced as the overall state winner for 2022. I'm Dave Mall, and in honor of National School Counseling Week, which runs from February 6th through the 10th, I'm going to speak with Leslie and Stephanie about their careers as counselors and the special challenges the past few years have presented. Leslie is up first right after the break. This is the IRSD Spotlight. Leslie Hazard has been a school counselor in the Indian River School District for nine years, first at the Georgetown Kindergarten Center and for the past four years at East Millsboro Elementary School. Prior to becoming a counselor, she was a teacher at both the elementary and middle school levels, instructing children from kindergarten through the seventh grade. As a counselor, she is an integral part of the East Millsboro community, serving on numerous teams and committees. Last May, her efforts earned her the Delaware School Counselor of the Year Award. She joined a select group of gifted IRSD counselors to have achieved this honor, a group that includes Aaron Crooks, Cheryl Carey, and Lisa Hunt. Leslie recently joined me via Zoom to discuss her now decorated career in education. Uh, I'm here now with Leslie Hazard, school counselor at East Millsboro Elementary School, who is also the Delaware School Counselor of the Year for 2022. Leslie, what what does the Delaware School Counselor of the Year Award mean to you? Being named Delaware School Counselor of the Year has been a great honor and something I have strived to be. I'm still in awe of, wow, I'm representing the counselors of Delaware and the work that we do for students, their families, and their education. We have built a strong counseling program here at East Millsboro. This award has given me the opportunity to advocate for counselors across the Indian River School District as our elementary lead counselor and voice our concerns and ideas at the state level. You mentioned it's been an emotional couple of days, but I, and I wanted to ask you about that because you just got back from an event in Washington, D.C., I believe you said late last night. So what was the event that you that you attended there? So I attended ASCA's um, recognition for school counselors of the year for all the state winners. Um, it was a two-day celebration in Washington. Wednesday evening, we had a meet and greet. And Thursday, we boarded a bus with, along the whole side of the bus, it said 2023 School Counselor of the Year. So that was really cool to be going through Washington with that big old sign on our bus. <laughs> and we went to the U.S. Department of Education, where our guest speaker was Secretary of Education Cardona. I was impressed by his speech. He understands the vital role school counselors play in schools. We also met with some of his cabinet and learned about their upcoming initi initiatives, resources available, and we could share our information with them 
of our concerns. And then late last night, we had a um, black tie event at uh, Union Station where we were recognized for our state winning. Yeah. Now, were there council? I, I assume there were counselors of the year from other states there too. That was sort of the purpose of the event, right? Yes, all 50 uh, school counselors were there, and the furthest traveling was from Guam. Wow, wow, that's great. And ASCA is the American School Counselor Association, just so, just so our listeners know that. Um, I want to read something to you, um, and, and I find this really interesting. These these are some comments from a letter of recommendation that your former principal, Karen Clausen, wrote last year. I just want to read read a couple things. She exemplifies the characteristics of an exemplary school counselor and contributes to the success of her students, colleagues, and community at large. Mrs. Hazard treats every student in our building as if they were her own. She cares deeply about their best interests and is always looking for ways to help them no matter the circumstances. And finally, she is an amazing person with a huge heart who always puts the interests of others before her own. What's it like to hear someone say those type of things about you? You come to work you know, just doing what's best for kids. So through the process of becoming school counselor of the year, it was a quite a lengthy um, process. Um, you had to write about your program, write about yourself. And that's one of the hardest th things is to uh, write about yourself and what you do because you just come to school doing your job. And so uh, if you ever self-doubt yourself, <laughs> have someone write a letter of recommendation for you. <laughs> It will make you feel uh, good about yourself and it'll then you know that people see what you do and they appreciate it. Yeah, that was a that, that is that was a very uh, glowing letter of recommendation that Karen wrote for you for that. Um, now, you spent eight years as a teacher at both the uh, the elementary and middle school levels. Why did you eventually switch gears and, and go into the, the school counseling field? So I love being a teacher and a mentor to others, and I loved getting to know my students, and I just wanted the opportunity to support them by helping them learn the social, emotional skills they need to be successful. Can you talk about some of your responsibilities right now um, as a school counselor at East Millsboro? So as a school counselor at East Millsboro, I work with my counselor colleagues to design and deliver a school counseling program that improves student outcomes. I meet with students individually through small groups and classroom instruction. As a school counselor at East Millsboro, I am the coordinator of the McKinney Vento Homeless Assistance, uh, Homebound Instruction, and I co-coordinate the Connecting Generations Mentoring Program. I help organize community resources for students and their families through the Food Bank of Delaware and Clothing Our Kids. Um, as a part of the leadership team, I participate in Indian River School District Counselor Professional Learning Community, East Millsboro Elementary School Counselor Professional Learning Community, and multi-tiered student success team. How important is the role of a school counselor within a school? Because it seems like it's taking on more and more importance with every passing year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, school counselors have a unique position in the school. Uh, school counselors are advocates for students, giving them a voice. They bring balance to the school community, uh, resources to the table, and they facilitate and empower student relationships. I think it's important to talk about this, too. How has the job of a school counselor changed during the past few years? I mean, we've had the COVID pandemic, obviously, and there's also been a lot of uh, other events that 
you know, could be considered traumatic for people. Um, just in the last few years, how has it changed from, I don't know, I guess, say 2020 or so? So as I was listening to uh, Secretary Cordona, um, he stated that, you know, school counselors, our jobs are more important than ever. Uh, since returning from COVID, um, we've had to help students learn how to regulate their emotions and um, to build build their social skills again with with their friends. The isolation, I, I'll, I'll use the word isolation. I know kids were out of school for quite a while too. Was that, did you see it, did you see an impact on that when the kids actually did come back to school and attend in person? Was the, do you think that isolation had a, a pretty profound impact on some of the kids? Yeah, I would say the students being home away from their friends, um, they had to build those relationships back, learn how to trust other students. For students coming back, they had to rebuild those friendships. They had to relearn how to follow the rules of school. And so we've really had to do a lot of teaching, teaching um, in how to how to be a model student and following the rules and the expectations. And so just getting students back in the swing of school is where we've been focusing and helping students build their relationships and regulating their emotions. Yeah, I think one of the more interesting things is that, and, and Karen actually touched on this in her letter too, is that one of the things you do in your job is you help families secure resources from outside of the school building, uh, like say housing, clothing, food, school supplies. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a very important part of your job. I think a lot of people don't realize that how just how important it is. So we've built um, some great relationships and partnerships here at East Millsboro. And actually, uh, next week, we're going to have our advisory council meeting, and we're going to bring those organizations together and, and find out you know, how can we work together uh, to help students? So some of the partnerships that we have are the Food Bank of Delaware, providing weekend meals for students, clothing our kids, uh, provide clothing for our students in need, uh, connecting generations mentoring program. Um, we have Girls on the Run, which is an after-school program for girls um, in fifth grade. We also have a partnership with Kiwanis Club of Millsboro and their Terrific Kids program. Prevent Child Abuse Delaware comes in and speaks with the children. We have local businesses come for our career day. We also have a big Adopt-A-Family program with community partners that adopt our families at Christmas time and provide a nice Christmas for our students. The Good Old Boys Foundation has come aboard the last two years and helped with our Guys with Ties program. And uh, lastly, the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Dagsboro. We've partnered with uh, Miss Betty and she's done some great things with us here at East Millsboro. So it really is a community effort, that's for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think what's also interesting is that you you are on a lot of teams and committees just within East Millsboro Elementary uh, attendance committee, PBS, responsive classroom, crisis response, and and in looking at the list of uh, of the teams that you're part of at East Millsboro, I guess it's safe to say you're pretty a uh, pretty integral part of the uh, school and community there. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> These are all teams required of school counselors to join to help 
you know, run our school successfully. Now, what is what is the Check Your Engine program? Because I find that very interesting. So a few years ago, our school adopted Responsive Classroom. Responsive Classroom is a student-centered social and emotional learning approach to teaching and discipline. We needed a way for adults and students to communicate concerning emotions and behavioral responses. This is how we uh, came up with the idea of how's your engine running? In collaboration with my counseling colleagues, we created a self-regulation tool to use in all classrooms here at East Millsboro. This self-regulation tool has visuals to help young learners learn how to identify their emotions and respond in appropriate ways. The ultimate goal is for the student's engine to be running on green. That means they're ready to go, ready to learn. Um, if a student is on red, it indicates their body is out of control. And then if a student is running on yellow, they may have their head down, they might be refusing to work, they might be sad or worried. So through both the adults and students understanding our system, it has allowed the teachers to assist students by suggesting a tool from their toolbox to regulate back to green and ready to learn. So green is the optimal color in that situation then. Huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, what, what aspects of your job do you find the most rewarding? Uh, so school counseling, it's not only my profession, but it's my passion. I take pride in mentoring interns who are entering the world of school counseling because I recognize the important role as uh, school counselors play. I come to work knowing that unique student issues require an innovative approach to be solved. Through facilitating a comprehensive and engaging school program, I am able to teach students the tools they need to be successful across all areas of their lives. Advocating for students is a way to give voice to the most vulnerable population that's often silent. And then through collaboration and leadership, I am able to fulfill the missing gaps for our students. And does it does it take a special person to be a school counselor? And if so, what are some of the qualities a person needs to be a school counselor? So it does take a special person, you know, to be a school counselor. School counselors have a big heart and they just want to help students and their families, and their education. So some of the characteristics I could think of, and there's probably way more that I could continue on, but uh, multitasker, have empathy, advocate, be a team player, communication, be able to tackle those unique situations, a problem solver. Those are just a few to name. And the word, when I ask counselors that question, it seems like empathy is the word that always comes up. So I think that's yeah. about <laughs> the most important, isn't it? Well, Leslie, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. And again, congratulations on your um, School Counselor of the Year Award. It's a, it's a great honor for the Indian River School District and for East Millsboro and obviously for you yourself. So thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. All right. Thank you. Coming up after the break, we'll meet Stephanie Wilkinson, State Counselor of the Year finalist.
Stephanie Wilkinson is in her 15th year with the Indian River School District and her 7th year as a counselor at Indian River High School. She took a roundabout route to the education field, which she'll explain in our interview. What is obvious is that Stephanie has found her calling. Not only was she a finalist for last year's State Counselor of the Year Award, but she was Indian River High School's Teacher of the Year in 2016-2017. Here is my recent interview with Stephanie. So, Stephanie, what did it mean to you to be a finalist last year for the State School Counselor of the Year Award? I was shocked, to be honest with you. Um, there are so many counselors that are worthy of that honor. Um, and being in the top three was, I, I was just shocked. I, I, it's not something that I expected. I haven't been in the counseling department for as long as a lot of those other counselors that were up for School Counselor of the Year as well. And so, yeah, I was just blown away, but very honored at the same time. You know, two of the three for from Indian River School District. That was really neat, wasn't it? Yes, that was awesome. And I think that that speaks volumes about our district as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, can you just take a minute to talk uh, about some of your responsibilities as a counselor there at Indian River High School? Sure. Of course, we have our parts of the alphabet. So, you know, I'm in the kind of the middle of the alphabet. So I'm responsible for obviously students in ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Um, I know some other schools do it by grade level, but we divide it up by alphabet. And when you say, when you say alphabet, you're talking about a, um, a student's last name. Correct. And what the letter that begins with, right? Yes. Yeah. And that way, that way we have kids in every grade level, which I kind of like because, you know, I know what ninth grade needs to be, you know, concerned with or what their priorities are. I know what 10th grade priorities are, 11th grade and 12th grade. So I kind of like that because it keeps me in the mix all the time. Um, and there's always something going on with each grade level. Of course, um, you know, the social and emotional uh, wellness of our students, we're all responsible for that. Some of the things that I really cater to are our work-based learning program. That's, that's kind of what I'm in charge of. Um, and we've grown that and we have a lot of students interested in that. And it's been really good for our students too. So that also enables me to get out and, and meet people in the community and work with employers. So we have, you know, students going to a lot of the same employers each year, different batch of students, but each year because the employers are very, very um, pleased with the work that our students do for them. So that's a big part of my job is matching uh, students up with employers in uh, the community that match there or coincide with uh, the pathway that they have here in school. Uh, so that's that's a big thing. Um, scheduling is another big thing that uh, I am involved in um, for all grade levels and um, working not only down at district office, but with the state to make sure, you know, that we're getting the courses that we need here um, and that we have correct course codes, um, the correct progression of the courses um, and, you know, making sure that the students are you know meeting all the requirements for uh, graduation. Um, so that's another uh, big thing. When I first became a counselor, I started a job shadowing program uh, that hadn't been done here before. So again, I utilize those partnerships that we have in the community. And um, we have students like in our medical department, it's very hard for them to do a co-op job or a work-based learning job because of their age. They have to be 18 in order to go into that health industry. 
but job shadowing allows them to get out and shadow like a doctor for the day. We had a partnership with AGH and I had students going down. They, they got to go into the operating room and watch surgeries right there performed. Um, they were in ICU for a day, um, the emergency room, just those types of experiences um, that when they came back, it really told them, yeah, this is what I want to do or nope. I don't, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. It's too gory or, or whatever. Um, but we, you know, we've had people go to NASA. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, we sent two students down to NASA to job shadow their mechanical engineers. And that's very hard around here to find. We have a lot of civil engineers um, with our land development and things, but trying to get some students connected with, you know, uh, an organization or a business that does mechanical engineering. NASA is very willing to um, help us there. But it, you know, it's many jobs throughout the community, whether it's in business. Um, we've had people at insurance companies, you know, shadow before um, accounting firms, you name it. We've we've really tried to get our students out there and just give them the experience so they know it just kind of gives them a taste, I guess, of what um, that career actually looks like. So they know, yeah, this is what I want to pursue in college or no, it's not. I need to rethink things. So. Um, that's another big area of mine that um, that I really enjoy. Um, and then, if, you know, of course, we all are tied up with the whole college process. Uh, you know, we, we do that every year with our seniors and start with our juniors, you know, getting them prepared for next year as a senior and so forth. So and then just the normal day to day counselor things. But that those are some of my specialty areas here. I want to go back to that work-based learning program for just a second, because is that actually you working with employers out in the community and, and placing some of your students in jobs with those, with those businesses? Yes, yes it is. They have to work a minimum um, amount of hours each week. Their employer also evaluates them twice a marking period. They're actually getting grades for this because they're earning two credits towards graduation um, by participating in the work-based learning program. But the whole thing is it does have to coincide with their pathway here at school for them to earn credit towards graduation. So yes, it is me working with those employers. I'm going out making visits um, to those employers, watching the students in action, uh, just just all of that. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, so it's a lot more than just a summer job, obviously. Oh, right. No, they're working all through the school year. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They come uh, here part-time. So they're here for one or two periods a day to make sure they finish out their requirements for graduation. And then they go to work for the afternoon. What special challenges go along with being uh, a counselor at the high school level? There are a lot of challenges. I'd say since COVID that things are definitely a lot harder now and it's been harder on our students. So the mental health part of counseling has really escalated. And to me, I feel that that's, that's been really hard, not only on me, but on the kids too. You know, they're just, they're just different. It seems than pre COVID. And so that's, that's been really hard. I feel like there's more transient students now too, where they're here for six months and then they might leave and move somewhere else because of employment for their parents. So, you know, you're, and, and, and then vice versa, they were in a different state and now they've moved here and now they have to go and meet all the Delaware, you know, graduation requirements. And so we're trying to, 
you know, make sure that that happens and nothing slips through the cracks. And, and I feel like it's just, it's hard on the students in general to especially uproot during the middle of a school year, because we've had some school, I mean, some students come and I feel like they might be behind the eight ball now because they've left mid-year and maybe the school they came from wasn't on semesters where we're on semesters. So they didn't get a full credit with the classes they were taking. And now they only have the opportunity to get four credits because that's all we can fit in a semester. I don't know. It's just tough. There's just a lot of different challenges now. Um, I feel like not, not that there weren't challenges before COVID, but I just feel like it's really, everything has just expanded and compounded from what it was, Mm -hmm. I guess. You've kind of touched on this a little bit. So it is pretty much safe to say that your job has changed significantly, I guess, since the COVID pandemic and in light of a lot of other you know, worldwide crisis that are, that have been going on in the last few years. So it's not, I guess your job is a lot different than it was pre 2020. It is. Yeah. I feel that it's, it's changed a lot, honestly. And again, it, it, a lot of it goes back to just the mental health issues that the students are dealing with, you know, and, and things at home, you know, because parents lost their jobs during COVID. And so there's a struggle there. And, um, you know, the kids can't turn that off when they come to school and you can't expect them to, you know, it's, it's hard, but we have to kind of equip them with some coping skills to help get them through the day and to hopefully, you know, help them get through the year of school and then be able to graduate so that they can get out and function in society and go ahead and make, um, make their own path in their success of what they want to do. And so, you know, it's, it, I just feel like kids are struggling with a lot more now than they used to. And a lot of it's not their fault. You know, they have no control over it. So, and they don't know, they don't know how to handle it. They don't, they don't know what to do. And so it's, it's just a lot for them, but I, I just feel like, yeah, since COVID, you know, there's just a lot more now. Now I want to, I want to talk about your background a little bit. Mm-hmm. You came to any river school district from the business world. Uh, by way of the alternative routes to certification program for University of Delaware. And you were a business teacher for several years, uh, middle school and high school level. Now, why did you want to become a teacher? Why did you make that change? Um, So I loved having my own business. Don't get me wrong, but I also got burnout from it. But one (laughs) of the things that I really saw in having my own business was the amount of students coming in and not knowing like just basic personal money management or, you know, just, just life skill type things. And I just felt like, you know, there was an opportunity at that time where there was going to be an opening for a business position. And I thought, man, you know, and it was at a middle school level. And so I just thought, man, I could have such an impact on those students, you know, just teaching them basic money management, you know, with their own checking account and things of that nature. And just, walking them through that process and um, how it all works and, you know, what are some options for their money and just, just in general life skills on how to, how to make it through life. And I just thought that, I don't know, just with my background and from what I was seeing of students coming in the store and, you know, something's 25% off and they're like, well, how much is that? Like, you know, not even being able to figure that out and just not even knowing back at that time how to write a check, you know, hardly anybody writes a check anymore, but back at that time, um, you know, that was still kind of prevalent and just, just not knowing basic things that, that I knew when, 
you know, I was their age and I, I just thought, man, I could, I could just really have an impact on these students. And so I went for it. I just, I went for it. I, like I said, I was kind of burned out. Um, you know, when you have your own business, you don't get hardly any time off and it's very hard to step away from it and, um, and get away and take a break. It just, it just doesn't happen. And, and so this, this was just an opportunity and I took it and I'm glad that I did. You know, I, I loved being in the classroom. I loved being able to share my experiences, especially when I moved to the high school and started teaching marketing because that was right in my wheelhouse. And I just loved the, the relationships that I built with the kids and just, you know, the, the things that we could that I could teach based off of just the background that I had. And, and after a few years, uh, you made the transition to counseling. Now, why did you why did you decide to become a counselor after several years as a teacher? Well, while I was a teacher, um, I had several students coming to me and wanted me to help them with college applications and do recommendations for them and help them with scholarships and just in general help with the whole college piece of researching colleges and just those types of things. And I really enjoy that. So again, I thought, man, I could be pretty effective in this too, I think. Plus, with growing up in the area, with being alumni of Indian River High School, um, with my connections that I had because of having my business, I just felt like I could help expose kids to more real world experience. Like that's the whole reason why I started the job shadowing program. Like I really wanted to get kids out in the community and connected with different employers um, j- just to see what they had to offer, just to see what that career was all about. So that's why I made the transition. And again, uh, you know, it just worked out when I finished my master's in counseling that there was a position open that really needed the CTE um, background. And that was, you know, that's what I was, a CTE teacher and had all that background of how that worked and, you know, how to correctly place students in the correct course progressions of their classes and those types of things. So it just it just worked out and it allowed me to get in there and really help kids, you know, with the whole college piece of it and exposing them um, to different careers throughout the community. Now, what aspects of your job do you find the most rewarding? Oh, I love seeing when a student comes down to my office and Mrs. Wilkinson, I just got accepted to Delaware or I just got accepted to Alabama or like I love that. You know, and and, you know, and it's not just that it could be um, Mrs. Wilkinson. I just got a job working for so and so, you know, and just just those types of things, just to see the the excitement in the students. And 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 it can even go into, you know what, I've been working with a student that has really been struggling with some different things. And all of a sudden now, like uh, uh, an aha moment has happened and they've turned the corner and they're so excited. And just that excitement, just seeing the appreciation, you know, that they have for you just taking time to, to meet with them and talk with them and, and help them. It, it makes it all worth it. it. It's awesome. Even if I just reach one person you know, and make a difference in their life, then, then I'm happy. I'm excited. And it's made my year. It sounds to me like uh, no two days are the same in your job ever. They are definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, We have an intern working with us right now for this semester. And she was in my office today. And I had a list of things that we needed to get done. and We didn't get any of them done. Um, You know, so it was just, you just never know what's going to happen, who's going to pop in, what situation is going to pop up and you've got to address it. And 
that's, that's hard for me because I am always a person that likes to have everything planned out. And so I'm learning to be more flexible and to kind of just go with it because you just don't know what's going to happen um, each and every day. So yeah, no two days are ever the same here. <laughs> Does it take a special person to be a school counselor? And you know, if so, what what are some of the most important traits of that profession? Um, yeah, I think it does. Um, empathy is huge, especially in today's world. Um, you've got to have that. You've got to have patience. And that's something that I continue to work on every single day because <laughs> I was never the most patient person um, there was. But you, you just got to have that passion for helping um, and working with kids and you know, just, just trying to help them because you want them to be successful in anything that they do. And you just want to try to provide um, that path for them uh, to be successful. So, you know, obviously you're, you're kind, you've got to be compassionate, but at the same time too, even though you're, you know, compassionate with a student and you still have to draw that line somewhere like they, they have to know that you're the adult and you're not their best friend. Yes, you're trying to help them through a situation, but you've got to learn where to draw that line, too. And um, sometimes that's tough because there are some students that that I love dearly and then they end up making bad decisions. And now I'm the one that's got to talk to them about it, you know, and and that's where all of a sudden sometimes they don't react that great, you know, so you know, but you've got to also be able to like, okay, that happened, that's done, that's over with, let's move on. And you can't hold grudges against kids. You know, you, you, you've got to move on and you've got to help them move on. And so um, I, I think there are a lot of special characteristics, you know, that counselors have to have. To have. And, and like I said, I am not perfect. Um, I am learning as I go to and, and finding where my weaknesses are and where I need to improve um, all the time. So um, I'm, you know, just constantly right there with them trying, trying to get better and trying to understand as best I can their situation. Now you, uh, you touched on this briefly, but um, you are an Indian River High School graduate, I believe 1987. Am I correct on all that? All right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it, is it kind of special for you to work in the same school that you attended and that you graduated from? It's awesome. It is awesome. Um, I never thought that that would happen, honestly. Um, but when the door started opening and the opportunity was there, I was so excited to be able to get back to Indian River. Once you've, you know, been here, you, you already know how things work. So it wasn't like when I walked in, I was in a totally new place and didn't know protocols and all that because I knew, but, and, and it was funny when I started, you know, I actually was working with some teachers that I had as teach as a teacher, you know, so that was a little different, you know, the relationship there kind of changed, but, but it's awesome. I mean, I'm so proud to be an alumni of Indian River and to now get to work here and um, get to work with, you know, the students that we have here now. And I, it's just an awesome experience. I, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, I gather from our conversation, you're happy with the way your career path has gone since you've left the business world so many yes. years ago. I, I do miss my business. I do miss the people um, that I dealt with, my regular customers all the time. But but yeah, this is awesome. This they're, they're, I mean, my business was very rewarding and I enjoyed that, but this is by far a much more rewarding career 
to be in when you can just help someone. All right, Steph. Well, that's great. Thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate you joining me today for this. Thank you for having me. I want to again thank Leslie and Stephanie for helping us celebrate National School Counseling Week by talking about their careers and the vital role counselors play in our schools. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and several other podcast platforms and mobile apps. Episodes and bonus content can also be accessed by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. To search for episodes on Facebook, use the hashtags IRSD Podcast and IRSD Spotlight. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Thank you.